You're listening to My Top 8, a relationship podcast about friendship. I'm your host, Maggie Mae Fish. Remember, the show does not condone ranking your friends in a list of eight people. And now, let's talk friendship. Oh, some friends go and some friends last. Some come talk on your podcast. If it make you laugh and they treat you great, then you put them on your top eight. Welcome to the podcast. This is a relationship show about friendship. And I have a wonderful guest. I'm so excited that she's here. I don't know if like friend crush is like the right word. But I think it is. I have a. I had a friend crush on you, May, before oh like we ever chit chatted. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so bizarre when people like tell me that they they've known about me, and then I'm like, oh, that's so. You saw the bad stuff too. That like, that's really interesting. But anyway, that's great. I'm embarrassed. Well, well, I have a friend crush on you too, Maggie. Oh, great. Well, we're starting off on a good... (laughs) Yeah, I I heckin' loved your stuff. Like, well, like, the daddy's thing. Like, I think that was the first thing that I I saw again where I was like... (laughs) Where I was like, wow, this is really pretty next level. I did not... And, well, the thing is, like, I thought you'd been around because I I saw you on Cracked stuff, like, a a while back, you know? And and Mm -hmm. I was like... I was like, oh, yeah, Maggie, she's like a big deal. And then I saw your YouTube channel was no. fairly small. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's super weird. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah. So I hope you get 100,000 subscribers and they all love you. Aww. Oh, my goodness. I just I want some more haters. I feel like I'm still in the part where it's like people who like me are commenting. And I'm only now just getting to the part where people are telling me that they will never watch my channel because I brought up queer kid stuff. And I was like, OK, goodbye. You should never have been here. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's not exciting until you get to kick people out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a party, really, you know. Truly, the second, it's a party. The second an asshole shows up, then there's conflict and drama, and then it's real fun. Ooh, I can't wait! You're gonna be so excited, man. Oh yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> uh, well, this is a perfect transition. Just kidding, though. This is not a transition. Uh, May, I want to ask you, who would be on your top eight if we were all still using the platform of MySpace? Okay. Um, <laughs> That's funny because I remember back when I had a MySpace. God, what a nightmare. Um, oh my goodness. I bet you decorated your MySpace like to the nines. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was pretty intricate. It was like this whole mm-hmm. thing. I wonder if it's still up somewhere. I should not Google that. That would be oh, so bad. God. That would be so bad to do. I bet mine is, I never deleted it. I remember when people were deleting theirs and I was like, guys, I forgot my password five years ago. Yeah, it's too much work. No going back. Yeah. But anyway, uh, my top eight, okay. Well, mm-hmm. my, my number one is, is YouTuber Skellyfish, which, who mm. you know, uh, we're best mm-hmm. friends. And in, in, uh, their name is Cove, by the way. Um, Cove. Cur- right. Cur- yeah, I just re- I referred to them as their, like, handle. That's okay. That's, that's well, Skellyfish, uh, you know. That's internet culture, right? We just all call each other by our handles. Oh, my God. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How impersonal. But, uh, uh. but yeah, um uh skellyfish and i go back years pretty much we met on a film set we were both oh yeah we were i was dping the student Mm -hmm. thing and cove was production designer so we kind of worked together a couple times and then Mm -hmm. just kind of hit it off from there but we hang out a lot like a lot and Mm -hmm. we do pretty much everything together so 
uh, we, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I've done, like I completely owe to them. So, um, yeah. What, what in your opinion, what makes, uh, Cove, yeah. Skelly? Yeah. <laughs> what makes them, what makes them a good friend? Like what qualities, uh, resonate with you from being their friend? Well, like. I know it's hard to think about friends in like that terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, but I, I think that one of the big ones is like this encouragement to be emotional, which was always Ooh. something that that like Cove brought out in me, you know, mm-hmm. just like telling me it's it's not just that it's okay to be emotional, but you should be mm-hmm. emotional. And, you know, why try to over intellectualize things when you can just say what you mean, you know? Ooh, that is, that's a different type of courage. Yeah. That's a really great gift to be able to bring that out in other people. Well, yeah. And, and so like whenever I send Kova script or whatever for a video, mm-hmm. I know that I can trust them with it because they're what? always like, okay, well, I feel like you're maybe over intellectualizing this bit and you should right. just try to be more, you know, what does this make you feel? How does this make you feel? Like, just tell me mm-hmm. that. And then I usually get a lot better work out of that. So that's kind of Aww. a big thing. I love that. <laughs> I love, I feel like I am very emotional with my friends almost too much. <laughs> I uh, think I am too now. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's good though. But anyway, yeah, it is good. We're, we're too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cove has, a, Cove has a very special place in your top eight. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> my number two is, is a guy named Matt who is mm-hmm. another creative person um, I met in college. And mm-hmm. Matt is a video artist. And, oh, cool. Uh, yeah, he works in commercials now. So that's, I mean, that's interesting. But mm. like... Uh, yeah, that's the moneymaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's on the production side. So like right now, mm-hmm. he's got some gig where he's shooting something in like in like the Chinese sea or something. I don't know what the hell Whoa. is going on there. But he's just like one day is like, yeah, I have to get on a boat. Like, I don't want to do it. What is this? Um, but yeah, no, Matt is really cool. Um, and like, I've, I've, he's, you know, cause he's a filmmaker. I've, I've worked on his stuff. So I've, I've worked on pretty much everything that he's made and we have a really pretty close bond. He's one of those friends where it doesn't matter how long it's been since we've seen each other. You know, you can mm-hmm. just pick right back up where you left off and, Ooh. you know. Those are so comforting because it's like, uh, I have a friend, my best friend, uh, she was my neighbor growing up. Um, and like, I, I don't think at this point I've seen her in like maybe a year. Uh, but yeah, I feel like every time you talk to those friends, it's like, oh, okay, I haven't changed that much. Yeah, <laughs> you look yeah. Good about yourself. You realize at the core of it, you're kind of the same in a in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. which is comforting because the world sucks, and, it, and like that is a constant change. So yeah. it's nice to feel like, oh, okay, my who I am like intrinsically is like okay if this person's still talking to me. Right, after exactly. Years. Well, and like I, I also <laughs> think like the mundane flourishes of of a friendship are really great you know like the thing mm-hmm. the thing i was saying about like going and getting coffee is like grounding like like cove and i go and get coffee like all the time and it's like the mm-hmm. it's the highlight of every day you know going and getting coffee or whatever but right. you know i think that's kind of a core to a friendship so like matt and i we used to watch like just like crappy horror movies and we, we would just <laughs> yeah. get together and watch crappy horror movies <laughs> 
And I still feel like years later and, you know, me having like transition and stuff, Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter what's going on or what the, you know, if anything's weird or whatever, it's kind Mm -hmm. of a lot to figure out. We can still get together and do that. And it's still fun. So like there's still that. So that's yeah, that's kind of great. I guess that's kind of the the quality of our relationship, too. Yeah. Consistency. (laughs) consistency that's oof that's key there i feel like this is not in like a unique to la thing but that is a thing lacking in many people uh oh yeah out on this coast is consistency yeah well you know i i I kind of feel that way with a lot of like online (laughs) friends where i feel Mm -hmm. like um Mm -hmm. you know well and a lot of them are in la and a lot of them are busy and you know i'm busy too so i i do Mm -hmm. it too it's not like but but they're kind of there one minute, gone the next, and then you forget about them, and then they come back months later, and you're like, hey, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, that, that, yes. Oh, yeah. Hi. Yeah, we were, like, close for five minutes, and then, you know, <laughs> you're not close anymore, and then suddenly they want to talk to you again, or, or you want to talk to them, and, you know, but then there's also this, like, am I bothering them? You know, I know they're busy, you know, everybody's oh, so busy yeah. that nobody wants to talk to each other because we're all so worried that we're busy. You know. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. I like, there's a, fr- a new friend that I made um, and she like has a daughter. So every time I like want to hang out, I'm always like, oh my God, but like she has like a real priority in her <laughs> life. Like, and I'm just like a friend who like wants to get coffee. You know, she's raising a human. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, over here dicking around with cameras for, for a living and they're <laughs> over there with a a, a literal yeah. human being. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, yeah, I feel like I don't deserve your time. Your child deserves your time. Yeah, exactly. Who am I? Well, and and like it's so it's kind of shitty to say this, I guess, but like a lot of my friends don't have kids because whenever, you know, in the past whenever I've had a friend and then that friend ends up getting married or having kids mm-hmm. or whatever, they just kind of like they disappear. They poof, go missing, you know. Yeah. It's like it, it, I understand. It's like, you know, a, a child is like a little mafia that comes in and whacks you. <laughs> <laughs> I that's get the it. most accurate description of a child i've ever heard <laughs> yeah but, but just entire organized crime syndicate in yeah. a single person yeah 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 it's very good <laughs> every time a baby is born they're just automatically a member of the mafia the child mafia um but but yeah um okay top eight to get mm-hmm. back on the topic um oh, yeah I guess my, my third friend would probably be my friend Megan, um, mm-hmm. who's also trying her hand at, at video stuff. But um, uh, Megan is younger than me by a lot. And I feel like mm. Megan is still kind of like one of those people where every time you meet them, they're still in that developmental kind of thing, yeah. you know, where, uh-huh. you know, they're still growing and changing and, you know, struggling mm-hmm. and and it's kind of nice in a in a this is maybe cruel but in a in a very self-reflexive <laughs> way you know it's mm-hmm. very nice to have a friend like that cuz you can't you can't help but think about yourself at that age and like the way that you were kind of moving through yeah. the world yeah, my or the friend that I brought up earlier, my neighborhood best friend um she's 3 years younger than me mm. uh which is yeah, it's a weird comfort like you get to be like a source of comfort for them kind of um Kind of like sibling esque. Yeah, looking looking up to is maybe a strong word. She knows I'm a t- 
terrible person. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> She's seen me in very compromising situations, so uh, that's a strong word. But yeah, I that I I, I enjoy that dynamic. Yeah, is evil. No, I'm yeah. Well, I mean, you get to kind of feel like a like an like an older sibling. It's it's kind of what yeah. you're saying, you know. And and so they look up to you, and then you know you admire them too for mm-hmm. for their. Uh, struggling and, and whatnot yeah. you know and then being just like way cooler than you were at that age oh god yeah <laughs> oh like god. i look back at myself at the same age as them and i'm like god i was so embarrassing and, and yeah. ashamed all the time and and they're like great yes and they're like my sister's like gorgeous and she's like figured out makeup and like and uh, she's a infinitely better dresser than i am mm. i can call her my sister even though she's not my actual biological sister but. yeah 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 no i mean i totally feel that but but the weird <laughs> thing is like if you if you mm-hmm. ask them in three years what they think of themselves at this period in their life they're gonna say the same thing where they're like oh i was so embarrassing oh mm. i hate it you know it's this kind of weird <laughs> universal thing isn't that so strange that that yeah. like we can't help like we compare each other to each other and mm-hmm. but then everybody you know at that time people were looking up to us in the same way that we're like looking up to them now and then you know, they're going to be embarrassed about themselves. And then three <laughs> years from now, they're going to look up to someone younger and they're going to be like, oh, they were so they were so much better than me. And, you know, it's just mm-hmm. it's so bizarre how that is. But but um, it's a cycle of people thinking that they suck. <laughs> when, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. Man, if only we all had self-confidence, what would that look like? Oh, I, it would probably look <laughs> an awful lot like um like right-wing YouTube, right? Um, yeah, but- <laughs> oh my God, you're right. I take it back. I take it back. We should all be very self We should be, we're all, nat- this is a good self-criticism to have. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> At least we get to keep advancing in a good direction um, yeah. instead of like dissipating. But, but, um, well, but like Megan is also really, really open and, and great. Mm-hmm. And, um, like she's the second person I came out to and Aww. you know, we hugged and it was nice. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was really comforting because like it's it's kind of difficult to get into, but like my family mm-hmm. wasn't super supportive and Ugh. like a, I mean a lot of people were not like made me feel very uncomfortable about it. So like the right. fact that I had a couple friends that I could mm-hmm. really connect with that was yeah and like having a friend that's physically there to like comfort you yeah instead Uh, of just being purely online yeah it's it's so easy i think well i think that a lot of people in my position like you kind of get kind of sucked into just constantly living online Mm -hmm. um, because where else are you gonna go where people accept you you know right yeah it's like not, mixed bag isn't the right word, but you're you're going there because comfort lies there. But then also are terrible people who are going to make you feel terrible about yourself. Yeah, so it's, so, it's yeah, it's uh, a it's a losing game, but it's necessary. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's yeah. weird. Um, yeah, so that's like a whole thing. But but anyway, mm. yeah, um, Megan's good. Um, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess my fourth friend is my friend named Aaron, who I haven't even mm-hmm. spoken to, to be honest, in like six months, I guess. Um, oh, heck. Yeah. But, that, but yeah. 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 Um, Aaron's another person who I've uh, made films with for a long time. And uh, mm-hmm. he's, I mean, I went to film school. So like pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, you really get to know people at film school. Uh, yeah yeah oh man all those late nights <laughs> oh yeah god all the late nights all the early mornings and all uh, the 
hours in editing, you know, and all of that. Oh my god, I was notorious. I was on the film board um, at my the school I went to, um, but I was like the actory type who didn't know a ton of technical stuff. Um, but we still we had to be at least we had to be on one film set every quarter. So so, so sometimes I would just supervise, which meant that I would go sleep in the corner of the oh, room. Yeah, that, no, that's that's that's. <laughs> That's the real hero, you know. Oh, it was pretty great. I think people enjoyed my presence, uh, <laughs> regardless if I was helping or not. So, mm-hmm. well, like I don't know. I I I kind of envy that, to be honest with you, because I I always took these like big ridiculous roles because people expected a lot from me, you know. So they were like, "You're gonna yeah. you're gonna be DOP for this thing that's gonna shoot for a week," and you're like, "Oh, oh God." God. Yeah, every day, eight hour to ten hour days, and you're like, I hate my life, you know. And then, <laughs> and but then I get out of film school, and I'm like, well, never gonna do that again, you know. And then I end up working on YouTube videos for for that exact same amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like last yeah. week, I was shooting this this video that I'm working on, and I've been working on that for five days straight, and it's like Ugh, we're back Ooh. in film school. <laughs> um, but but anyway, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a musician. He's he's gonna move to South Korea, and oh my gosh, yeah, and, and, be in a, and be in a band, and that's really Whoa, cool. Yeah, what I know. A life. Yeah, I know, and and that's why we haven't talked to each other really because he's been mm-hmm. doing all this uh, that stuff. But um, but yeah, he's he's a cool he's a cool guy, and that's they say cool. it gets colder. You're bundled up now. Just wait till it gets older. That's a Smash oh, Mouth. I don't know why I did. God, that. May. Whoa. <laughs> Deep cut. <laughs> I'm um. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> oh no. no! Thank you for apologizing because that was. <laughs> it was truly horrific. Um, that was very shocking to hear, and I, and I don't know how to recover from that. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do now? Um, oh no. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's what is that? Four people. Mm-hmm. That's four. That's four. Okay, God, yeah. what's I should probably that, that now I have to start start dipping into the online friends. Sorry, oh, online no. friends for thinking you're <laughs> inadequate because I put, <laughs> I said it like that. But okay, but they know. No, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, there's been a lot of people that have been really uh, helpful to me, like just in the last few months. So like, uh, there's there's this. Uh, I think her handle is Adequate Emily, but her name's Emily Lynch, and she's really good mm-hmm. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And we we talk a lot just about transition oriented stuff, and yeah, um, yeah, she's made me feel really really comfortable. I think that's kind of just the the core of of that relationship is just feeling yeah. comfortable, you know? Yeah, comfortable in like a in a safe space, safe a safe friend. Yeah, because uh, I definitely I definitely feel like I have friends who I would consider a good friend. That I still wouldn't like go to with like deep, heavy shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or even just like a thing that I I know what response they'll give me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah, you're not the person I want to talk to about this. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I totally feel that. Like mm-hmm. there. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Well, and and also there's this part of me, and I I'm sure it's everybody where. You kind of feel like a burden when you're really kind of emotional, you know, like oh when there's God, a lot yeah. going on. Yeah. So you're like, I just want to go out and hang out with my friends and do stupid stuff and not think about this stuff. But it just like mm-hmm. you can't help but like carry it with you. It's so. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's still like slapping you in the face. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, I'm just trying to have fun. Go away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, it's just, well, and especially now, it just feels like it keeps getting getting worse in that in that regard. But mm-hmm. like, but yeah, I mean, trying <laughs> trying to not carry it with me all the time. Um, so that's five. That's five. We can also we can move on to no spoiler alert for this podcast that you're listening to currently. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about uh, films that shaped our friendship. So we can jump into that, and then later, if more people come to mind, we could add them to the list. You can also just have blank uh, avatar <laughs> photos for yeah. your last couple i i honestly i don't know who i would put in my top eight i've never had to answer that question that's so. convenient that you have a podcast <laughs> called top eight and you don't have to give your own yeah, answer and I, and I never have to divulge who, <laughs> or think about who would be on my list <laughs> that's an amazing skill um yeah it, it's mostly just it's power it's pure power now i understand why people like power it's nice <laughs> <laughs> You get a lot. You get a duck under a lot of uh, rules with power. I have, I've come to find just on this podcast alone. Yeah. Wow. Cool. So, um, yeah. But yeah, we can move on. That's that's acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I uh, the other night when I was sending to email uh, an email to May about what we were going to talk about, I was like, oh, we both like films, uh, and I feel like films obviously shape a lot of the way we think about things, but uh, friendship in films really fascinate me. Um, Just because, yeah, I think earlier in my adult life, um, I was like, I, you know, like Mean Girls was like a film with like a lot of females in it and like they were terrible to each other. Uh, So I guess I always felt a little starved of, um, like close female friendships. Fried Green Tomatoes was one of my favorite films growing up. Oh, I yeah. think for that reason, because I was like, oh, like that's like a friendship. And then later I found out they were lovers, and I was like, oh, that also speaks to me for some reason <laughs> that I don't know why yet. <laughs> Isn't that? Uh, Isn't a, that a interesting? Mood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of things retrospectively. I was like, oh, that's why that struck a chord with me. So, May, you said you had an interesting thing to say about this. So, well, yeah. it up to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, very similar to the things that you're kind of saying about them being in your childhood. I, mm-hmm. I feel the same way. Like, uh, I feel like a lot of my formative stuff came from that. And then you just mm-hmm. kind of have to... Uh, piece it together later on in your life and be like, oh, that's why, you <laughs> that's know. That's why, yeah. <laughs> and, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so, like, one of mine, in a very weird way, is is Nightmare Before Christmas. <gasps> oh, I, I do love that film. I watch it twice a year yeah. still to this day. But, yeah, okay, so great well I'd here's love to hear about it uh-huh. here's the here's the fucked up thing um Ooh, yay! <laughs> uh, the 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 friendship in the movie i think is between jack and sally like i really like their mm-hmm. friendship dynamic but the funny thing is is like at the end of the movie when i was a kid i was always sad because they get together at the end yes it always it always seemed like it came out of nowhere yeah yeah uh, like they just wanted a love song is kind of how i always thought about it even yeah as a kid too i was like yeah. that feels weird and and no knock to the love song like it's a pretty good emotional right. powerhouse just... of a song but <laughs> yeah but like i just I, I i form a lot of my kind of friendships in that in that way where it's like i feel like you know everybody's kind of doing their own thing and you're just you know you 
I, I empathize with Sally a lot where you watch somebody mm-hmm. like, you know, over investing themselves in, in this big idea and then it, it all comes crashing down and then they realize they have to be true to themselves. You know, it's like right. those themes and whatever. Um, I relate to that. But at the end of, the, you know, at the end of the the friendship, you know, you don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to kiss them. <laughs> you just kind of want to. Right. It's like, oh, they were just my friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I, I feel weird about that movie uh, in that mm-hmm. in that sense, because at the end, I'm always like, oh, they have to be in love. But <laughs> yeah, but... and that's the moral of the story is that, uh, you know, you can't really have a friend unless there's sexual undertones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a good. Um, right. No good. <laughs> It's a, yeah, sure. It's Isn't that great, the healthy message uh, that, that to, <laughs> to always have to end your friendships with love? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that's one. And I guess I guess the other one is in a very similar vein. This is I don't know why this is a theme today, but like I was talking about Harry Potter and stuff. Like I Ooh, like before yeah. we uh, started, I was I, I reread Prisoner of Azkaban, and like mm-hmm. there's like a really complicated friendship dynamic in that too, where the friends like kind of hate each other, and it sucks for them. You know, yeah. you, you really dislike the fact that they uh, don't like each other and and whatever yeah. for for bits of yeah. it, and then like that's kind of the entire series. But um, I feel like that's fairly honest. Like mm-hmm. I was all I was very into Harry Potter as a as a young child. Yeah. Um, and I think especially the fifth book, uh, you know, when Harry is having his moment uh, <laughs> yeah. throughout that entire book. Um, but it was like a very, I remember like being that angry, uh, just like abstractly angry at the world at points. And it resonated with me being like, oh, I could accidentally take this out on people who are my friends and that would suck. Yeah. Uh, um, because it's it's easy to do, and they're right there in your life, and you're closer to them than you are with your parents, most likely at that age. Uh, so for, yeah, that was like a it was a very interesting look at friendship because you want to root for all of them, and like there's that scene where Hermione's like walking Harry around um, the lake when him and Ron are in like a terrible fight, and I was like, man, that sucks but also like i've been that angry at my best friend before so yeah yeah and well i i think that those those stories do a pretty good job of addressing that kind of very honest like thing about growing up and being angry with your friend and stuff like that Mm -hmm. things that you would you would say are are um you know of course my friendship is always great and everything like that Mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily true and and you know the the books could have kind of directed the whole thing into you know everything's always perfect but they don't and i mm-hmm. think that's good but mm-hmm. um that's another weird situation well there's two th- weird situations because i think when harry mm-hmm. is is really close with hermione like that's really pretty good like that it feels yeah. like a very warm-blooded friendship which i think is what we all kind of strive for in our friendships mm-hmm. is that kind of openness and and whatever oh i like that phrase warm-blooded friendship yeah really yeah like um you know, it feels human. Like mm-hmm. y- you want that. Like this, like cold and distant friendships are are they they only make you feel bad. I I think, but yeah. But the weird thing is, at the end, it's very similar to Nightmare uh, Before Christmas, where <laughs> where at the end, the cold blooded friendship, which is Ron and Hermione, turns into the the, the romance, and you're yeah. like, I mean, it's not to to dog it. I haven't. I mean, I'm rereading the books, so it, I'm mm-hmm. I you know maybe it plays out better than I remember, but like <laughs> it's just like 
it's it just seems like the you know i i just kind of would go for the more warm-blooded thing there than than this like distant and kind of miserable friendship ending up as the romance but hey you know whatever i'm probably wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah mm, yeah you're probably wrong uh (laughs) just mm, yeah that I will I will say I growing up I had a lot of friends who were like men uh and I always found like a ton of comfort in uh Harry and Hermione's friendship just because you know I I felt that was like really rare and like you know in high school when I was like mm, I'm different than other girls <laughs> like you know <laughs> like that whole thing or whatever uh, yeah. like it was comforting to be like mm, like you know Harry and Hermione are just friends and so like I'm normal it's okay <laughs> right uh, yeah like something to cling to as evidence that it was fine that no guys wanted to date me <laughs> they just wanted to be my friend why does no one want to date me am i am i too weird i thought i was different you know i yeah. i mean i totally identify with that so yeah um yeah um and even in, in college uh my friend group was uh and they're still like my best friends to this day it was it's like five men in me uh so any any film that had a male female friendship I found myself like very much attracted to. Yeah. Uh again just as like proof to myself mostly. Yeah. That. Well and like those are really good too just generally I think for culture where like you know people say that men and women can't be friends and you yeah. know Hell yeah, they can. So such bullshit. Le- yeah. Yes. On yeah. the record I will say my closest friends uh, are men and women, I guess, but yeah, I have yeah. very dear friends and like, and very like emotional relationships, um, with my male friends, which I very much treasure. Cause I know that's not always the norm. People don't always get to have very emotional friendships with their, um, male friends. So yeah. And that's yeah. kind of one of those sort of shunned things. Like you shouldn't right. have that. And, uh, yeah, it sucks because like you should, be able to have yeah. I, I think I've gotten more well and what's you know get get you get something out of uh the perspective like you know mm-hmm. men don't know what women are going through until they talk to women <laughs> in yeah. an asexual context you know yeah. it's like so what you know what are you gonna what are you gonna do but <laughs> oh boy yeah so that's the I mean those are those are two like childhood like formative ones I guess I, I feel like I feel like I haven't seen a lot of stuff in recent years that have really informed or changed the way that I think about friendship. And I, hmm. I wonder why that is. Uh, I, I Yeah, w- you know what? I would have to... It, it's been a while since I've seen a friend movie that didn't feel like it was either, like, trying too hard to say something in, like, an overdramatic way or that it comes off as, like, impersonal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and there's also this angle where, like, like, I think that a lot of things that deal with friendship now are kind of uh, deconstructive of previous friendships. So it's like mm-hmm. try, it's like an autopsy kind of like trying to figure <laughs> right. out what happened. Uh, yeah. How did we get the, this way? <laughs> right. Yeah. So like, um, uh, there's this movie. 
Eighth Grade, the Bo Burnham movie. Oh yeah, I have not. I have not seen it, but I'm interested to hear what you say about yeah, it. Yeah. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you should, because but but it's Ooh. like it's mm-hmm. it's uh it's basically a horror movie to be honest with you because it's really oh it's I, really what sad. a hot take it's like, oh man it's really miserable and uh-huh. uh, and whatever but um <laughs> but it's like it's very deconstructive in the sense that like you watch it as an adult and you're supposed mm-hmm. to think about yourself at that age and and what happened to you mm-hmm. kind of thing you know what happened right. uh it it's there to help you parse out stuff but ooh in a way it is a ghost story if you will oh. a ghost story for the viewer Yes. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> well, I, yeah, it's a haunting uh, story. Why are, why are we haunted by our past? Um, <laughs> by our middle school years. Because oh, yeah, they were yeah. terrible. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, no, really. But um, but yeah, so it's like, but that's that's kind of an example of that, where, where mm-hmm. it's like, it's very deconstructive. It's trying to figure out what happened. But there's not a lot of stuff out there really right now that I think like builds up friendships because like i'm trying to think of like ya mm-hmm. stuff because that's where a lot of it comes from you know like right. you know like hunger games and stuff like that is you know a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff right now seems very focused on like dystopian stories and right. like what happens at the end of the worlds and all of that uh mm-hmm. and um i'm kind of distant from that kind of stuff mostly because i think that because we're in it, we're in a dystopian. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Too real. <laughs> well, that's yeah. that's the thing is it, there's like this fundamental falseness about the sci-fi future of dystopian stuff where you're like, mm-hmm. where you're like, actually, it would probably look a lot more mundane than this. Yeah, like it would probably just be like some asshole in a suit, you know, yeah. ruling the world in the same world that we currently live in, and there aren't flying spaceships, you know. <laughs> but I mean, I I I, I enjoy the uh, the sci-fi elements, but I mean, like. It just feels kind of untrue uh, yeah. to me, and but but those stories are really not interested in in building up friendships so much. They're very distant. Like I think mm-hmm. the Hunger Games story is is a good example of like just there's no real tangible yeah. memorable friendships it's not about coming together really right it seems to be i mean and especially the hunger game series i think fall into this trap of basically just reworking the like the you know hero trope it's like highlander but you know it's jennifer lawrence instead of like whoever right. yeah yeah they just kind of check the same boxes as um really like well trod territory with uh with those sorts of tropes yeah it's um, like uh joseph campbell stuff i guess yeah I mean, yeah to an extent yeah right. but but like i know that that's kind of a dated example because like the hunger oh, games yeah. isn't necessarily <laughs> relevant uh, young or like young people are gonna be listening to this like these old goons like, yeah really the last movie the i saw games. in the theater was the hunger games i'm <laughs> i live in a cave um <laughs> But, oh my god but like um i don't know i guess that i just think that that kind of exemplifies the trend because i don't feel like i see a lot of stuff that goes mm-hmm. beyond that kind of coldness that kind yeah. of distance i will say as we're talking uh, the weirdest thing came to mind which is like janelle monet's music <laughs> like uh oh, yeah? is it's like very friend positive. Like a lot of her songs are about like friendship, uh, and all her music videos um, usually feature like a cast of like uh, seven like 
uh, I guess you can really say they're friends because I guess they're dancers technically, but they all hang out in like several videos. Um, and her last uh, like dirty computer film featured a lot of like uh, positive friendship portrayals. So, yeah. Yeah. Go, go, Janelle Monet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really, that's really like kind of radical, actually. I, I think mm-hmm. because just because of the, uh, the nature of like music, because when you think about it, like a lot of music is very individualistic, I think. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it, not just in what it's about, but like the identity of these things. Like, I don't know why, but I, I think of like, boy bands and how you know it, mm-hmm. it should be this big friend party but instead but it's, it's kind it's of about the girls that they fuck <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's not like, about their friendship <laughs> right it's this individualistic thing where it's like i'm cool and over there is another guy who's cool and over there is another guy who's cool and they're all like cool independent of this big group right. that they're in yeah mm-hmm. and and like I mean, I think rock bands and boy bands have a lot in common, really, because they're mm, like, mm-hmm. you know, just everybody's cool individually of the of the group. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think weirdly, I, I think that it kind of distances the way we think about these things. Like when when you pay attention yeah. to this sort of thing, it's it's not encouraging you to get together with your friends and be friends and be Right. Or even be yourself because normal people hang out with their friends and when you're like music artists are you know, singing about how like cool they are, like being alone and like, yeah. it's like oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. And well and, and you couple that together with like the social media individualization of that mm. where you know mm-hmm. everybody is an individual and it, it ends up in this place where just nobody's really communal i i think and it, it's it's sort of yeah sort of sad it is not to get too depressing but like communal groups online can often feel just not at all communal because oh, yeah you don't know these people and there's always one terrible person and no matter like what group you're a part of uh, not our Slack group, but like, <laughs> but just any any sort of like community that you can go seek out online. Like inevitably, there's a, a terrible person in there for just some reason. <laughs> right, and and it ends up distancing everybody from everybody because yeah. you're just like, I don't want to be in there. I don't want to interact, and then you end right. up shutting off interaction and shutting off friendships, and then hiding mm-hmm. like we. We just always hide, it seems. I don't know. Yeah, because it can feel so much safer than, you know, being vulnerable in a group where one person's going to make you feel terrible about yourself. Right, so. exactly. And I think... <laughs> Why that, bother? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and vulnerable is like a really good word for that because I think that friendships are kind of built on that, you know, being vulnerable mm-hmm. thing. And if you don't feel safe being vulnerable, you know, you can't engage yeah, it, friend, in a friendship way. Yeah. Yeah, and like vulnerability is such an important part of a friendship that also has almost no place like online. <laughs> like yeah. you being vulnerable online is like opening yourself up to just being ripped to shreds. Whereas like a friendship is based on vulnerability. That's how you connect with someone on a different level. So right. yeah. Figure that out, Zuckerberg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and well, and we all um, we also simultaneously like live this Instagram life where it's like we show the world what we want them to see. You know, this mm, like mm-hmm. we're always beautiful and we're always you know we are always beautiful. Me, that, I mean, it's just true. you and me. Yeah. <laughs> we are oh. always beautiful. It's you know. Well, you're well, speaking about other people, obviously. Well, right, <laughs> definitely. I mean, your Instagram is is a is a joy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a beautiful thing. But um but yeah, and like um well like yeah, we we like censor the bad stuff, which is mm-hmm. not truly vulnerability, so I don't know. Right. And we're also we're, I think we're yeah. also kind of scared to be wrong and scared to kind of be yeah, bad uh or mm-hmm. to come across that way, which is you know, kind of it's kind of yeah. unfreeing in a way. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I do think like the ability to grow is such like an undervalued like I love someone that can look at themselves and be like, oh, that was a shitty thing that I did. I would like to never do that again. Right. Because I mean, yeah, just even looking at me in middle school, like what I thought the right thing to do was (laughs) versus like now is a very different person. I hope Uh I hope everyone looks back at their past self and is like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the it's, it kind of goes with the thing we were saying about appearance and like looking back at your appearance. I mean, it all kind of mm-hmm. comes together. You just like you cringe at the person that you were. You know, you like to think that you're a better person now. You know, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, so like I grew up in in Texas, so. Mm-hmm. You know, and not Austin, you know, not cool Texas. Not the cool Texas. No, like... That is the one thing I know about Texas is that, like, Austin is, like, the cool part. And then from then on, it's, like, wild country. Yeah. uh, Other than that, it's, like, a shithole. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I, you know, I've I've lived in the shithole areas and, like, Mm -hmm. my whole family has been very right wing. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of my friends growing up were right wing. And Mm -hmm. so... You know, you just you don't know that there are other things out there and like other right. ideas of the ways, you know, of, of living. So, mm-hmm. you know, you grow up being kind of an asshole and you don't realize it, you know, yeah. until yeah. like finding social media and stuff like that really changed everything because then you mm-hmm. realize what these other ideas are and you're like, actually, I align with these ideas. Yeah. Like, I just oh, didn't know. Shit. That, yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know that they were, they were ideas. You know, I didn't know that right. they were things that people thought. Yeah. So. Or like my version of being kind, like could have actually been hurting someone. Like right. when I was like young and like growing up in a Catholic school, like what I thought, like the nice, you know, like my nice big ideals, like probably didn't apply to, uh everyone i was thinking it would help right yeah it's uh it's a weird um weird thing about growing up but we we're growing up in this really pretty good time i think where we are mm. we are all kind of connected but we run into that that problem of just not connecting with people really right like, yeah we connect with still... ideas but yeah, yeah we connect with ideas and we connect with people's like projection of who they are right ah uh, oof Nah, didn't mean to make this podcast a bummer. No kidding. <laughs> I'm just we carrying this. Pod. I'm carrying this cloud over over me today. I just every topic I come up with ends up. Well, everything sucks. Anyway, what's what anyways? Are, yeah, so far I've shit on <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas, Harry Potter, and all of the internet. 
check, check, and check. We yeah. checked all the boxes. Um, for... Yeah. Well, I I'll do a couple quick uh, rapid fire questions. Okay. Um, May, when was a time that you were a very good friend? That like your gold, like a gold star friend moment for you? Oh, geez, gold star friend moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this is you getting to brag about yourself. Okay. <laughs> very good friend. Well, um, I feel like I'm the kind of person that. Like I, I see something going on, and mm-hmm. I take action. So Ooh, like I, I'm I like it. that kind of person. So like just the other day, like you know, mm-hmm. um, you know Sarah, the pushing up roses. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, she was talking about how our video is kind of underperforming, and mm-hmm. like you know, she's she's trying really really hard, and she's got all this stuff, and and I feel. I feel really bad because she's great and you know, she's yeah. making stuff I she's better than me, you know. I I, I really <laughs> love her stuff. And uh-huh. so to see that it makes me really kind of sad. So I rushed over and I quickly retweeted everything and I was like, everybody go Aww. watch this, do this thing. And I, I mm-hmm. feel like I do that kind of thing a lot with a lot of people where I try to yeah. signal boost as much good stuff as I can. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are worried about, you know, oh my timeline, I don't wanna fill it up with other people's stuff all the time or whatever. But yeah. like I think that that's that's really lame. I, I like yeah, to. Yeah, you don't have that. That's you, that comes from like a place of a little bit of ego. Like yeah, I, I get yeah. it, but you you don't have that. You're you're above that. Yeah, yeah. I, I want I want people to get out there and and mm-hmm. see everybody's stuff and you know support everybody. I want to support everybody, so that's kind of one big thing. Um, I know that that's kind of that's kind of a weird sort of thing because it's it's me saying some like distant social media thing instead of me being like I drove to my friend's house and I bought them a pizza you know uh which no but like that takes just as much like emotional uh currency to be like I'm gonna take the time to like care about this person and do something to help them out so like their day is like a little bit easier yeah Um, yeah Yeah. and I mean like I I feel like I'm also the kind of person that if I see somebody's having a bad day I will reach out to them like 100% of the time, no matter Mm -hmm. who it is. Like I will try and reach out to them and I will try to talk to them. Like Mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's just like, maybe it's this like motherly thing I've got going on. I don't know, but I I just feel this need to do that. Yeah. You like, you recognize it in other people because you know, you've probably felt that way. Like I have a thing where like, I like don't like people to be lonely yeah. Uh, even if people are okay with being lonely, I'm always like, oh no. So like, that's my problem to figure out. But like, yeah. I, like whenever anyone like expresses loneliness or I even just like get the sense that someone might not have anyone to talk to, uh, I'm like a, like a moth to a flame. I'll like rush over and like, yeah. um, but only because like I have been like terribly lonely in my life and it's like the worst feeling in the world. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I thought of one more. I thought of, ooh, I thought of an good. actual thing that happened in real life. So, oh my goodness. So, uh, <laughs> so Cove became obsessed with this inflatable cactus suit. Oh my god! That okay. that exists at Target right now, mm-hmm. and oh, uh-huh. and yeah, so they were like, but it's forty dollars, you know, and and they were like, Ooh. oh, I would I would be making videos in the cactus suit. Cactus suit would mm. be my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I just it just occurred to me that like a a week before this cactus thing, I also took them to a bird convention so that we could find <gasps> a little conure. 
uh, oh, pet. I did see the I did see the bird that they got. It's so cute. Its name is Kiwi. It's so sweet. Kiwi. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um. But but anyway, so this cactus thing. So like, mm-hmm. Target had a flash sale. They were putting it on. <gasps> it was it was it was half off. It was like twenty bucks. And Whoa. but yet they were still like, but it's twenty bucks. What do I do? Right. So I I was like, I will PayPal you ten dollars. Go get the cactus suit. Oh. So I paid for half the cactus suit. <laughs> that is uh, oh, that's beautiful and also a great investment i feel like I that was an agree. investment on your part yeah mm-hmm. no i agree i i i see these things and i'm like that has to happen like you yeah. have to have the cactus suit that has to be in the universe and i will do whatever's in my power to make that happen <laughs> yeah 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 and maybe you know it's this uh distraction from how bad everything is or something but i just i see i i sure. walk in on the cactus yeah. suit and i'm like that's gonna be something like that's it <laughs> yeah that's what we need to save this out all of it uh yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny because I actually I feel like I have made the most impulse purchases in the last year alone. Yeah, <laughs> it's been like, oh, that uh, that'll fix something uh, in my life. Impulse capitalism uh, to to get over the uh, fact that we're in an impulse in capitalism. Capitalist system. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Anyway, that, so that's that. Those that's our, those are two great friendship moments. Um <laughs> So now I'm going to ask, when was a time where you feel like you were a terrible friend? <laughs> oh, God. Um, it can be fun. It doesn't have to be like, I killed someone, then I buried them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, just like... Actually, please don't tell me that if you've ever done that. Well, okay. I'm going to I'm gonna have to try and forget about that, that mm, murder mm-hmm. that I was going to tell you about, but... Um. <laughs> <laughs> you can j- just tell me off. Tell me later. All the juicy, gory details. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not on Mike, uh, but uh, I haven't killed anyone. Just for the record, uh, uh, for the governmental record, I have not killed anyone. In case the police are here. Um, yeah. Okay. So shitty friend moment. Shitty mm-hmm. friend moment. Um, well, I'm. I, I have this thing in me that loves to cancel plans. Ooh, the nothing is uh, more satisfying than canceling plans. You well, suddenly have your weekend free. Exactly. It's like uh, a it's like a small mental orgasm to be like, sorry yeah. guys, I can't oh. come. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. And yes. So like I feel really shitty about that because very often in my life people have like made plans around me and then I've been like, Well, there's a thousand other things I'd rather be doing than do this. Mm-hmm. So sorry, I'm mm-hmm. gonna cancel plans. And then I just feel real bad about it. So yeah, it's I don't know if I have one moment in specific where it was like someone needed me and I wasn't there for them. But right, there were certainly moments where people wanted me to be there, and I was like, ah, <laughs> uh, nah. Um, can nah. I bake instead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I think I'm gonna gonna just sit down and watch The Office. In, again you know again. Yeah. <laughs> the entire office again um yeah no i mean i've i've done that a lot and that's pretty yeah. shitty that's shitty that's very it's very common though so yeah. if that is you dear listener don't feel alone 
Um, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we're all bad. It's okay. We're all bad. We are. There's always, there's something all of us that we haven't figured out uh, about friendship, which is also why this is such a fun podcast to do. We can all figure it out together. Yeah. <laughs> How do we all get over our social anxiety of seeing other people when that's the last thing that we want to do? You mean I have to get dressed? <laughs> Fuck oh, that. God. Yeah. Fuck that. It's a Hell put no. on makeup and get in my also, car. Yeah. Oh God, you're describing a nightmare to me. <laughs> I've had that nightmare of having to go to a place. Yeah. Uh, I've also realized that, like, because of just of social media, the amount of people that who like want to talk to you a day has gone from like the six people in your class to just like. 25 people who have messaged you or emailed you or like even just tweeted at you yeah (sighs) and and you have the emotional like the emotional desire to obviously to to do what you can to talk to people you know right yeah feels bad because if somebody you know in your personal life reached out to you you would obviously want to respond to them but you know when 80 people send you a message (laughs) in a day you're like i literally cannot do it yeah, I'm yeah. emotionally already spent, and I, oof, the person from high school who wanted to tell me that thing, I just don't have time to sit down and muster up emotion to respond to that. Yeah, and then you have this horror, uh, fla- like this horrible moment where you go, "Oh God, I've turned into the person that I never wanted to be." Where yes, you know, yes, I've turned yes. into the person who's too busy for everybody, and right, like, oh, which is God, like I hate uh, another nightmare. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> ah! Help us! <laughs> yeah, we're on fire. Oh, Help no. us! <laughs> we're on fire and screaming. Um, yeah. All right. So now that we uh, talked so much about what makes uh, good friends, and you and I have acted as friends, uh, let's now fight to the death about who would win in a friend battle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go first, and I picked uh, Ash and Pikachu. Uh, <laughs> Which I, I almost didn't pick because I don't really know if, if uh, Pikachu counts as a person or... That's the hard thing, right? Is like, yeah. like, can you be friends with something that's not human? That's not human. And like, I, I, never, I never grew up with dogs. I never had like a connection, an emotional connection to a dog. Um, until very recently, I started dog sitting and I started to kind of get it. I was like, oh, okay. It's like an animal that looks to you for comfort. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but still to me, I, I, never, I never feel comfortable putting friendship with animals on the same level as friendship with uh, human beings. Yeah, no, um, that, that makes sense. But yeah. but also like in Pokemon though, like the human friendships suck. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, we're just off air for a second. Uh, May and I re- are discussing how like Ash and Misty are so like antagonizing towards each other, <laughs> and like we get it, they have a crush on each other, but they're mean. They like yeah. diss each other. Like they both think that the other person's the stupidest person in the world, and they make it like very clear. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah so if like that's the friends you're surrounding yourself with like of course pikachu is going to be the best part of your day because yeah because pikachu pikachu accepts you for who you are and helps you in every instance but yeah and he like he cheers you on but like also i will say they do give the pokemon like a very rich and emotional life so they do kind of feel like people 
Um, Pikachu's goodbye still to this day will like make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, Oh boy. But yeah, like, you know, I, they're, they're there for each other. Uh, Pikachu's very like feisty and gets angry very quickly. Um, which I think is a nice counterbalance to Ash, who I think doesn't, he, I think runs away from his emotions. So I think having like an emotional support animal, uh, to fight for him, I think is like, I guess a good, um, they, they seem to have a good thing going on friendship wise. Oh yeah. It's pretty good. But, but I have a, a, a crushing problem with the Pikachu Ash dynamic. Do you believe that that relationship is built off of domestic servitude? (laughs) (gasps) Absolutely. I do. Um, (laughs) yes, I, I very much feel like, uh, Pikachu does not have a choice whether to be friends with Ash or not. Um, do you so. think, but, but on, the, yeah. on the same token, do you think that Ash, or do you think that Pikachu would be friends with anybody other than Ash? Because I don't think that Pikachu would. Ooh, interesting. He does seem to not really take to other people. His yeah. first, in, his, like, whenever Pikachu meets another person, I feel like nine times out of ten, he, like, like tries to, like, bite them or, like, do something, like, eh, like, yeah. you're not as cool as my owner, Ash, my owner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> yikes. Um, well, but, no, like, okay, so, so Cove just got this bird, you know, mm-hmm. and it's very much the same kind of thing, really, where there's, like, a bonding kind of experience where, mm-hmm. you know, the bird bonds with somebody even though yeah that person owns them or whatever but <laughs> right. you know they bond and then they you know come together and and you look up like stuff about birds and how birds live a really long time like 40 50 years oh yeah and and but owners can't take care of them forever you know right you know Aww. how are you gonna make a 50-year commitment you know it's kind of difficult um mm-hmm. so a lot of people end up you know selling their bird on craigslist to somebody else Aww. But after yeah. the birds already bonded, they can only ever bond like once. So a lot of them die of oh, a broken no. heart. Yeah, isn't that this terrible? is so depressing? Oh my god. Well, but but it's it, I mean I'm not trying to make an an argument for animal no, servitude, yeah. but but I mean like you know but, would Pikachu yeah, die true. if Pikachu wasn't with Ash? Like I probably uh, yeah I would I would think so yeah and yeah I think he would have a miserable existence if Ash had to go away for some reason yeah. um there's probably like a whole like thing that no one wants to get into of like mourning Pokemon like Pokemon whose owners have died and they're just <laughs> in mourning till yes. they, till they die because they have no life outside of their owner yeah um Oof. Oh my God! What did we do? Oh my God. <laughs> we made Pokemon we miserable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know. I I think that that's that that kind of gets out of that situation a little bit because it's like, what is mm-hmm. what is Pikachu supposed to do? You know? Yeah, I guess. Oh man. Uh oh. So May, who did who did you pick for your uh, um, dynamic duo? I picked one that everybody probably already has picked in the past. Uh, I just I picked R two D two and C three PO. I do not. No one has picked that, May. Really, really, really. Zero people. Absolutely well, zero. I was thinking about it, and I was like, the the great thing about them is how they speak mm-hmm. their own language. Mm. 
to each other. Mm-hmm. Like that nobody really understands that robot to robot bond quite like they do, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's kind of a thing that a lot of like friends who who are kind of you know, best friends, like people that are Yeah, they like have their own language that annoys other people in the room when right. like they're together. Yeah, they're kind of yeah. outsiders together. They can be weird together, you know. Yeah. And, and and also they can kind of there's kind of the thing where they, they sort of give each other shit, I guess. But um mm-hmm. which I guess friends do sometimes, but I mean I kinda I, I don't know. Is that a good thing in a friendship? I don't <laughs> I don't know exactly. But I- They'd seem to do it in a coming from a place of like eye rolling respect. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. For the most part, there are times I think probably where they're both being assholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but it's yeah, it's that it's that respect, I guess. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. they kind of the the real thing was just like the fact that they speak their own language in this world of humans, and ironically, that gets into the same discussion as we were talking about where, you know, it's a non-human friendship. Does that count? Mm, yes, does that count? Yeah. Is, can can we look to R2-D2 and C-3PO as an example of friendship that we can apply to our life? Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. I really and, don't know. And R2-D2 is very similar to, like, Pikachu. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, actually. Oh, my God. I can't believe that's oh a sentence God. I said. Um, <laughs> that's just the, the, for this, the description for this uh, episode is just going to be that sentence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With zero context. That's completely fine. Um, but, but yeah, so like, I don't know, it, like R2-D2 is bonded to C-3PO in a weird way where, you know, R2-D2 yeah. would be. And this is evidenced by the damn movies because in the movie, like when R2-D2 and C-3PO split off or whatever, R2-D2 just gets like a dust cover thrown on it and it goes and sits yeah! in the corner. It just disappears for episodes or, or like whatever. 20 years or, or something, yeah. you know, whatever space time, I don't know. But Mm-mm. yeah, like space a long time, time. <laughs> uh, just because, you know, what's the point of being alive damn he was just depressed that whole time under that tarp oh yeah yeah it just turned off it oh. powered off how terrible wow rough stuff that's a tragedy actually i oh that's it's in a very wrong place for me <laughs> oh no, oh, no. Um, oh. um but yeah i don't know i guess that's that's something uh mm. even though they're not well, humans We'll leave it to the viewers. Do you guys can what what can we glean from non-human friendships? Like what does that help? Is it just funny? I don't I don't know. Yeah, is friendship a thing that can exist beyond the confines of human experiences? Right. Or should there be a different word? I the the more episodes I do, the more I very much think that we should have different words than just like friend uh or you know, I guess we have acquaintance, though that feels so dissy. Like, yeah. we should be able to describe different types of friendships. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, being friends with your dog is very different than, like, being friends with your mom. Right. You know, those yeah. are two vastly different... Um, yeah. Well, I kind of take qualms with the term best friend because it, it applies ooh, that there's, mm-hmm. like, this, you know, quantified way that we talk about friendship where this this right. friendship is the best one. You know, right, and it's, it's like okay. It's not just, really, yeah. Mm. It's not really a best friend. It's like it's like a bonded friendship, you know, or something right. like that. There's yeah. like some specific bonded thing, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's not. You know, you're not saying this friend is the best and fuck you all. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly, fuck you but all. but yeah. 
Yeah. Well, in a future episode, uh, I want to do an episode where I just get five guests and all of us just sit down and make up new words for <laughs> for all of the stuff that I we're like uncovering. This. That's very uh, good. I am preemptively inviting you to be part of my friend council where okay. we uh, where we fix we're gonna fix uh fix the way we talk about friendships. I love so. it. I'm down. Yeah. Let's do it. Great. Well, on that note, uh I wanna thank you so much for joining me. This was such a delight to yeah. hear your life experience about friendships and uh hopefully, you know, other people listening will feel uh, not so alone when they think about their own friendships in their life. Um, oh, yeah, well, it was an absolute yeah. joy, and I'm glad to be here. Good. Uh, where can people find you? May give your uh, your connects, your oh. uh, your handles, your uh, your social media presence. My uh, uh, yeah, my <laughs> license plate number, my social security number, your social um, security number. <laughs> yes. Where yes, can yes. we find you in the finance mm-hmm. databases? Um, <laughs> so I'm <laughs> I'm Nick Spears on YouTube uh, mm-hmm. and at Nick Spears on Twitter and I'm Twitter. That was the cutest way I've ever heard anyone say Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> that hellhole where everyone's screaming. The Twitter. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's that's me. Um, I've got I got a new thing coming soon. I guess I'm on Patreon. It's the same handle. It's just yes, so. uh, yes. You should absolutely uh, please visit all of Nix's things. Look at her Patreon. Uh, I love all of your videos. Uh, I watch them all. Uh, especially because I I do not like seeing movies in the theater unless someone has told me about them. Oh, yeah. So I uh, when I saw your tweet about Mandy, I was like, oh, okay, I can I can go see Mandy. <laughs> or Did like, you go see Mandy? Not yet, but I am excited. Get ready for excited. holy shit experience. <laughs> Truly. I, I truly, I really can't wait. And honestly, yeah, your tweet made me very excited about it. So. Yeah, it's also horrifically violent, so I hope that's okay. I, you know what? The older I get, the more into violence I am. And I really, <laughs> I, I, yeah, truly. The end. And I was, I hated horror growing up. Um, I hated. I was very sensitive, so like I would have terrible nightmares. But the older I get, the more I'm like, oh no, no, no! The world is terrible, and we should make films that highlight just how awful we can be as humans. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Hence the horror yeah. drama. Yes. Totally. Um, but anyways, yes. Uh, if you haven't, please check out her stuff. Uh, I look to her for yeah recommendations all the time. And you're just you're a lovely human. Uh, you're a delight. <laughs> you're you're so sweet. I love you, Maggie. You're so good. Anyway, oh, you're so good. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, we're just gonna talk. We're gonna turn this off, and then we're gonna talk another hour about how we have crushes on each other. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for joining, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to my top eight. I'm your host, Maggie Mayfish. If you like what you heard and you want to help me bring you more, head over to patreon.com slash Mayfish where you can support the show. And check out patreon.com slash smallbeans where you can support my wonderful friends who help make this show possible. Find me on Twitter at Maggie Mayfish and let me know your thoughts on friendship. Until next time, goodbye friends.